0: Business Tech Weekly, episode number 11. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Andy Traub. And we're here once again to share insights for the small to medium-sized business owner, usually from the perspective of technology and how it can improve our lives and our efficiency in doing more things to help more people through our business. Does that sound good? That's what we do. That's how we roll, as that, the kids say. As the kids say. It, it really, <laughs> we're starting to get old, aren't we? When we start we saying things like, that's what the kids say. So, hey, this week is a little bit different, Andy. Do you want to tell folks what we're doing today?
1: We're going to talk about our soul-sucking careers and how we left them to actually enjoy getting up in the, in the morning and not want to go to bed at night sometimes because we love our job so much.
0: That is exactly right. So, that, that is what we're going to talk about. You're going to get a little bit of the behind the story, you know, the, the, the little behind the scenes. Who are Cliff and Andy? Why are they here? How did they come to the place to do what they're doing to, to leave their careers that they hated so much behind <laughs> uh, to, to do what they love for a living? And the question I had to ask myself is like, okay, well, is this the right podcast for that? I think it is because I think what the, the critical thing to understand for both Andy and myself is to know that doing what we love for a living right now would not have been possible had it not been for the ability to start our businesses the way that we've decided to start them through the use of a lot of the technology that we've already talked about yeah. and will continue to talk about in the future. If it were yeah. not for this technology, we would have not been able to do what we do.
1: No, we, we'd just be an employee somewhere. Uh, and you're absolutely right. It's, it's a great connection between Business Tech Weekly and what we're going to talk about today is that the tools that are available today, the technology uh, that's always growing, always changing, has, has, has enabled us to do what we do and make a great living at it and help a lot of people, which is really the, the whole point.
0: Exactly. I was reading in a book called Think and Grow Rich. I believe it's by Napoleon Hill. Which is. I'm not a huge fan of the overall theme of the kind of, you know, the super <laughs> what? energy kind of stuff. What? But yeah. I, one of the things that I love in this book is where it says, you know, hey, one of the things I need to affirm to myself every day is that I'll never partake in a transaction where it does not benefit both parties involved or all parties involved. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. something that's important to me. I, you know, sure, I, I love the idea of doing things that will earn an income for me and to potentially earn some wealth to, to help our family and also help others in the community and those I, I, where I, I want to you know, invest in. But I don't want to do that at the expense of just making money from people. The idea of helping others is so critical. And, and again, it's that angle of technology that allows so much help. And, and the
1: I, I call it win-win. I always want to have win-win situations. And I really, I think of, uh, you know, when you eat something nasty and it's got that aftertaste that just won't go away. Right. I, you, you get that emotionally in business when you have a bad transaction because mm. you have that aftertaste and it sort of nags at you, you know. And uh, even the smell of that transaction can, 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 bring, uh, <laughs> can bring ill feelings for yourself. And so we, yes, we avoid those if at all possible.
0: Right. So, Andy, let's see here. We know just a little bit about you and what you're doing today. Um, and, and, and of course, that is, how would you describe what you're doing today? How do you describe it to somebody that, that meets you either at a conference or a, you know just some kind of social gathering? And somebody says, so what do you do for a living? How would you describe that today? All right.
1: Well, I am, I am the president of uh, the Cliff Ravenscraft Fan Club. and (laughs) no that's just one of my many jobs i'm i'm a fan though um what what i describe to folks is i say that i interact with businesses and i help them use technology to increase their profits and while that might sound vague um it is vague because different businesses need different technology to help them grow Uh, i i mostly work with solopreneurs and those would be people like you and I that we don't have employees necessarily, we're just working for ourselves and with ourselves and and, and small businesses. And I I just like a doctor would I go in and I do a diagnosis of their current situation and then I prescribe some technology that can help them out. And most of that technology, to their joy and amazement, is free or very, very low cost. And it helps their business gain more profit by being either more organized. Uh, having better communication on their team, or providing a better service to their customers, and so that's why my, I name my company More Profit Technology because I help businesses use technology to get more profit. And there's a lot of different ways to do that, but uh, I can't say that I do one thing because just like you, you, you you know you advise on a lot of different areas and use a lot of different tools, and um, you know I have $100 jobs and I have $10,000 jobs, so um, that's. That's that's the range um, of the people I work with. And in general, Stephen asked a great question in the chat room, which is when would we call Andy? And you would call me when you have started a business or want to start a business and you need to create some systems to either manage your customers or communicate with customers or brand yourself uh, using technology. And I would diagnose how you're doing and give you a prescription of how I can help you do that. And the great thing is at the end of the day, it hopefully, um, and I believe, makes makes businesses better, makes them grow. And I've got customers in Japan, and I've got customers, you know, 1% of my customers are local. The rest of them I've, I've met through places like freeagentacademy.net, 48days.net, places like that, online social networks.
0: Excellent. So that's what you do today, and we'll get back to a little bit more of that because I know that the, yeah. the community is, is interesting and interested in learning a little bit more about our co-hosts here at gspn.tv. And, but I want to talk about where you were. Let's, first of all, <laughs> how, how long ago did you start More Profit Technology?
1: Let me grab a tissue. This might get sad where all I right. was. No, it wasn't that bad. No, it was that bad. That's why I left. Um, you know what's funny? I've had More Profit Technology for about five months. Okay, so and, it's a brand uh, new company. Oh, it's brand new. It's brand new and uh, it's, it's phenomenal already.
0: All right, so before we talk about how you transition, transitioned into it, what did you do before you launched uh, More Profit Technology as a full-time career?
1: I sold insurance and I was a financial coach. Okay. And so I, <laughs> I mean, really, it's honestly hard to talk about this because of, Um, how difficult those jobs were Um, and it's because there's and I won't go too deep into it but you know Cliff when you when you help someone set up a podcast I know without a doubt that they're going to have everything they need to succeed and you're going to do your very best and the problem with insurance is that you can do everything right Mm -hmm. and then you could lose by 50 cents a month or you could do everything right and a person wasn't honest with you on their application or something. There's so much that's out of your control and yet you're supposed to make a living doing it. That right. That's what I that's why I didn't like it. I I got to work with great people, I got to meet a lot of people, I believed in a lot of the product, but at the end of the day, there was just way too much stuff out of my control. I, I just I didn't I didn't like that part of it at all.
0: What kind of insurance financi- what right. kind of insur- what kind of insurance were you selling?
1: It was life insurance, health okay. insurance, that kind of stuff. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't get into auto or anything like that. But um, And then I was a financial coach and then I would sit down with families and individuals and try to help them get their finances in order. And, and um, you know, it's a very noble thing to do, but it's hard to make a living doing it because you're essentially working with people that aren't very good with their money. So they don't have much to give you. Um, but there's people who do it and do it well. I just wasn't one of them.
0: And how long were you doing that career?
1: Well, the insurance thing, I kind of was in and out of that for a couple of years and the financial coaching was, you know, eight to 12 months. And, you know, one of the things that I'm not afraid to say about myself is that I'm a quitter. And by that, I mean, and Dan Miller wrote a great, great uh, blog post about this not too long ago about it takes a lot of strength to quit. And I know he wrote that in his book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, that a lot of people aren't don't have the guts to quit things. Uh, they just keep going, oh, well, this is all I have. And You know, I have to do this. And and that's just not true. I mean, I quit stuff all the time (laughs) because I go, okay, this isn't benefiting them enough and it's not in my gift area. I'm going to quit. I just did that at my church. I just quit something at my church. And it feels good because it wasn't my area of giftedness. And it freed me up to go do something else in my church that is my giftedness. Yeah. So I quit stuff all the time. It's wonderful.
0: That's good. So, yeah. so, so here you were, um, your, your nine to five was uh, some kind of mixture between financial coaching and selling life insurance.
1: Mm-hmm. Wearing a suit.
0: Wearing a suit. All right. And, yeah. and, and basically having a lot of things out of your control, which I totally understand that. <laughs> I and, know and, and really wanting to benefit and, and to, to under-promise and over-deliver is, is a desire I know of, bo- of both of ours. And that's almost nearly impossible to do most of the time when it comes to insurance because you can't over deliver. You can only deliver up to what the small print in the policy says, you know, based upon what the how that's interpreted by either lawyers or the claims adjuster. And that's just not a fun place to be in. So 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 I imagine, you know, that, that things weren't, you know, it wasn't the greatest feeling in the world to wake up and go into that every day. How did you transition? When, when did the <laughs> when did the technology end of things start happening for you?
1: Well I'm a member of a few different specialized, you know, Ning groups or social communities. One of them is 48days.net, which Dan Miller runs, and you're part of that community. And then there's a paid community called freeagentacademy.net. And it's when I was a part of Free Agent Academy and I kept asking them questions, it's it's about 150 sort of entrepreneur solopreneur kind of people that have their own businesses or want to start their own business and i started asking them all these questions and people kept going andy what are you are you the technology guy because that's what you help everybody with but you keep asking these questions about your financial coaching business so what are you and i i kept going i don't know so what i did is i i hired a business coach i hired justin Lucas savage who, who you know as well he's hopefully Justin. i don't know why you're not a plus member yet justin you need to <laughs> sign up um but I hired him. I, I had to pay him money to help me with my career. And um, he, he told me, and I remember telling you this, Cliff, and you laughed, is he said, after he went through some assessments with me, he said, you need to never sell another insurance policy again. And that's how I made my living. And so that was kind of scary. to hear that? But yep. it was also like, oh, that would be awesome. And I have people that I know in the insurance business and I had bosses that I loved. They're still dear friends, but it was just not me. And so he said, you've got to pursue your passion for technology. And I did not do it the way that I would encourage people to do it. But I essentially cashed out a bunch of retirements. We'd have a cushion for a few months. And I went after it and I got after it. And now things are going gangbusters. It's great. But uh, it's not the way that I would encourage people to transition. I mean, I literally just said, okay, I'm quitting. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. So so basically – you you had some encouragement some some people recognized some natural gifts talents and abilities within you Mm -hmm. something that you know and 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 one of the things that i learned in my journey uh and and steven made a great uh great point is that the the gspn.tv community for for the most part understands my backstory so we're going to focus a lot on your story i'll just interweave some of the things that that kind of mimic the things that you're saying one of, the, one of the things that spoke to me is when I was reading 48 Days to the Work You Love and all these other books like uh, The 4-Hour Work Week and, 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 and listening to a lot of uh, inspirational self-help, self-development kind of books, one of the things that stood out to me was this phrase that says, find something that you love to do so much that you'd be willing to do it for free and then become so great at doing that one thing that people would be willing to pay you a lot of money to do it. Yeah. And it sounds to me like what you recognized and what, or maybe what did you, do you think that maybe you didn't recognize it, but oh, absolutely. But, but it was definitely the fact that other people recognize the, yeah. these gifts and talents within you and says, wow, you can do this. You can make a living doing this.
1: Yeah. And, and part of this cliff is understanding that I'm the son of an employee. And, and part of this is that this is a huge part of my story. And, I love my father very, very much, and, but I got to see him wake up every day in my whole life and get up at 7, 6.30, something like that, and come home at 5.30 and be pretty drained. And he was in the insurance business. He was an underwriter, but he was always an employee until he was close to 60 years old when they fired him. And you know how hard it is to get a new job when you're 60? It's, it's really almost impossible. And I never wanted that to happen to me. And my dad is one of the hardest working people in the world. So he gave me a great work ethic, but I also got to see him be an employee and see what, what that did for him. And I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want someone to be able to walk into my office one day and say, you're done. Pack up. And that's what happened to my dad. And, and so that's one of my inspirations for saying, okay, I'm going to control my own destiny. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, that's what I'm doing now. And is it scary? Yeah. But it's not as scary as knowing that someone could walk in and um and fire me, so no one can fire me. You know,
0: absolutely, absolutely. So okay, so so some some folks helped you recognize this. You have this strong desire to have a different legacy um, as far as the, your future. You you want to be in a little bit more control over your own security. And, and, and this is the one thing that was very difficult for me because I, I was, uh, obviously I come from the insurance industry as well, serving 11 years in an insurance agency where I sold auto home life and health. And for, yeah. for me, I had, you know, the, a, a lot of people say they don't want to change. They don't want to quit. They don't want to move on because they're afraid because, you know, they have so much job security. And I love Dan Miller, by the way, you guys are going to hear Andy and I talk about Dan Miller a lot. And in fact, I yeah. encourage you to just to go to gspn.tv slash 48 days. Uh, it's gspn.tv slash 48 D-A-Y-S. And if you go there, you're going to see an entire series of podcasts that I did when I was reading through those books. And, and mm-hmm. while I was reading those books, it was transforming my heart, my mind, related mm-hmm. to the attitude towards what work is. So, and that
1: book, that book was... I call it the hinge in my life when it came to my employment. It's the point where I said, okay, I I can do this. I was in ministry for eight years, full-time ministry, um, working with an organization called Young Life, which I have a great heart and love for. But it's after I read that book that I realized, okay, I want to do something else. And I thought it was finance, but it wasn't. I kept getting closer and closer and closer. So I had like four jobs in two, two and a half years. And my parents are freaking out and my wife's holding on for dear life and, You know that's the other part of this that I haven't mentioned at all is through this, I have this wife that basically just kind of keeps looking at me in the eye and saying, "Honey, I believe in you. You know you can do anything you want. (laughs) You know, period. And you're going to be good at it. And that helps a lot. (laughs) Yes, Uh, (laughs) that helps a
0: lot. That that is amazing. Um, One of the things I just want to clarify real quickly for those of you who are now typing in gspn.tv/slash forty eight days and you're seeing that it's not there. uh, I apologize. It is. Gspn.tv slash four eight hyphen or the dash days. Oh. So it's gspn.tv slash four eight hyphen days. And that will take you to th- to that entire series. So so you you just mentioned another uh piece of this puzzle and and something because I I recognize that there are folks who are listening to our podcast who do not um who are not working for themselves uh, maybe maybe they 're in the process of starting something maybe they 're in the process of of finding out what their passion is or what their purpose is, and you know what meaningful work can they involve themselves in but But for those who are still working that other job they 're still tied to that place of employment, and they feel like you know I, I really feel like I need to break away from this to make this thing happen. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some other elements that are, that are really good things to think about before taking that step. And one of the things that you have in place, which is amazing, especially when you're married, this is critical. Uh, it is the support of your spouse.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean – Yeah, and don't even try. Just don't try to do – don't try to do anything without having a supportive spouse. But don't, don't try to do what you're going to do for 40 to 80 hours a week without a supportive spouse. And frankly, if if your spouse hates your job, then I think even if you love your job, then I think that's that's a that's a conversation you need to have um, because there's times when my wife doesn't like my job because it doesn't feel like work to me, and so I just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. But at the end of the day, uh, there are just way too many people who um, who have settled, and I understand people. You know, they say I have to have this, and don't you know about the economy and this and that, but. You know four or five months ago, if you guys can remember in the media was the the height of the recession or whatever you want to call it, you know, and, and I quit my job, uh, but I believed enough that I could help people, and that what I had was quality, and that my heart was in the right place, and that I had enough knowledge, and when you, when you combine knowledge and a good heart and people who need what you have. That's where you find success. I mean, Cliff, you are successful on a lot of different levels, in large part because you can help so many people. You know, I I can't tell you how many people uh, I've introduced you to um, that say, wow, he just gives so much of that stuff away for free on Podcast Answer Man and so on and so forth. Um, You know, I'm teaching an online course right now and you're the featured guest in a couple weeks. You're going to talk about podcasting and you're just going to give, 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 give. I mean, there's, there's literally tens of thousands of people that you've just given stuff to. And people think, how can you make a living doing that? And the bottom line is because when people think about podcasting now in my circles, they think about Cliff Ravenscraft, right? period. You know? And so when people in my circles think about starting a business in technology, they think about me. You know, am I the smartest guy in the world? I mean, Justin um, Lucas Savage, he said, Andy, you, know, you didn't hire me because I'm the best business coach in the world. He hired me because I'm the one you know, so you don't have to be the best. <laughs> you just have to have those connections. And I happen to think he is one of the best. Um, but there's other people that I, you know, that I included in that. You know, Dan Miller. I talked to him personally. You know, I, I count him as a friend, and he gave me advice. You know, so it's it's amazing how much advice you can get by just reaching out and asking people. You know, those people aren't untouchable. Cliff's not untouchable. You can email him. And and ask you know his story his help and you know but but all it all started with my wife saying you know honey I believe in you you know you're scaring the junk out of me but I believe in you you know
0: yeah the, I I'm gonna I, I are you putting notes in here for the like the the forty eight days notes um in our in our show notes because I want to make sure that these things yeah. that we mention we'll be able yep. to link to um yep I've got some notes one made one up. of the things I am going to spare everybody listening to this podcast my entire story. But I'm going to I'm going to beg of you to do one thing. And and it's the only thing I'm going to beg of you to do uh in this episode. And and that is if you want to hear my story, I, I would love to hear I would love for you to listen to the story that of that I shared about, you know, how I came to leave my career and what it's been like for me over the past twenty two months of my life. And you can find it and and I'm gonna type it in just to make sure it works. Uh, before I say it, I'm going to say yeah. it, it's gspn.tv slash passion. I'm going to just try it real quick. Make sure it takes you there. If you go to gspn.tv forward slash passion, it's going to take you to an episode of a podcast that I do called uh, Pursuing a Balanced Life, episode 425. And it's called Follow Your Passion and the Money Will Follow. And mm-hmm. and what's amazing, of course, is, is that this journey of mine that I'm on is that... Um, Everything was recorded. You know, and in fact, <laughs> the early days of me doing this, of uh, my passion as a hobby... You know, when it all got started, it was it was a hobby. It, it was all recorded, and me talking about man. I remember just pass, you know, in passing, saying these like crazy things. People, you know, that thing people ask you is like, if money were never an object. What would you do? Sure. And, and yeah. I remember just yeah. saying is like, you know, if money weren't an object, I I would podcast for a living, and mm. and I would just say that, and I would I mean, not in a million years would I ever dream it possible, but I would just say that and just toss it out there. I have audio quotes of that. Uh, but then I have the audio quotes of, of all the really pressing uh, issues of where I became extremely depressed in my career. Uh, the point where mm. I did not want to wake up in the morning. The, the, the part where yeah. I could not wait to go to bed at night. And, mm. and through the middle of the night, I could hardly sleep because I hated my life so much that I, just, my, I was so stressed out, so anxious that I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Mm. Uh, that's what, that was my life. Uh, prior to this decision uh, to, to do podcasting full time and what happened was one day my wife and I were sitting there talking and she says you've got to leave your career in insurance I I cannot stand you working for your parents I cannot stand for you working in insurance it's you're miserable and I love you too much to see you like this and um, she, she basically told me, You gotta quit. You gotta par- podcast full time. I believe you can do it in the same way that yours. And the, the only reason I bring up gspn.tv slash passion is if you go and listen to it, what's really cool is I actually go back and I play the audio clip of where my mm-hmm. wife and I had the conversation when we announced for the first time that I am leaving my career in insurance behind. <laughs> and I yeah. will tell you, the, the entire episode of that podcast. Is, I hope it's an inspiration to many. But there are some other things that I want to pull up here. And, 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 you know, for those who are thinking, okay, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. As long as my wife is on board, I, I have an idea of something I love to do i know what i would love to do if money were no option i know exactly what i want to do and you know i can talk my wife into it because you know i'm persuasive in that way and my wife that's will right. be completely on board uh so i'm just gonna quit i'm gonna go in tomorrow i'm putting in a, i'm putting in a 10 day or a two week notice and i'm quitting and i'm starting my own job would you suggest that everybody that's listening do you think they should do that andy or is there some other things you think are in play that that maybe you ought to think about first well,
1: and I don't mean this sarcastically, I mean it sincerely. If you love your family, then I would really encourage you to take some practical steps before you do something like that. Because as, as rosy and idealistic as it is to believe that you can just quit your job and start a new career, um, you know, there's some planning, there's some steps that need to go in to doing that. You know, And Cliff, I don't know how much you've talked about this, but one of the big struggles we've had uh, is with health insurance. And you know we got rejected for health insurance for going I went to a chiropractor three or four times in a in a year 's time for just general checkups, and I got rejected for health insurance for that reason i mean i I, I talked to the underwriter who made the decision because i was I was transitioning from one to the other uh job so i knew the i know the, I know the insurance person, and they could st- they, I still to this day don 't know why that happened. Um, and so, you know, there's just certain things that you've got to take care of, you know, financially, if you're going to be the provider for your home, which I believe it's, it's God gave me my role and gave my wife hers and she's embraced hers and I'm embracing mine. And so, yes, I've had to plan. Um, I could have done a better job, but here's your warning friends. Uh, if you want to jump, that's fine, but makes, make it an intelligent jump. You know, don't jump with a blindfold on.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things that I think is, it's interesting how unique or how, um, not unique, but how similar our stories are, both of (laughs) us coming from, uh, number one, uh, you know, both of us coming from a a faith in Christ, you know, a Christian faith, uh, both of us coming from extremely outrageously and sometimes somewhat abnormally uh, supportive (laughs) wives. Um, you know, it, 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 I don't mean to say that our marriage is better than everybody else, but gosh, these, the, the amount of support that it sounds like you've got was similar to what I've got, which is far beyond what I could have ever imagined, hoped or dreamed mm-hmm. for. So, so we both have that going for us. We both had communities of people who recognized the gifts and talents that said that encouraged us saying, Hey, I believe you can do this. Mm -hmm. you know so so it wasn't just me a pipe dream so like for example you know what if my dream is you know i i just want to golf all day long you know has anybody told you that (laughs) you could probably make a career going pro i mean do people tell you that consistently look you know that's maybe one of the one of the signs that it's time to look for you know ask people you know what kind of gifts what kind of values what kind of uh talents do you see within me you know is there something that you see that drives me uh, there are a lot of things that you can think of, a lot of processes you can go through. I mean, somebody like Justin, uh, Justin Lucas Savage is probably somebody you could go to uh, and yeah. and f- and find some uh, find some help and some direction in finding that that place for you, and whether and talking through whether or not it might be a decision that you know that you have something that that could possibly work for you. But there's yeah. some other things that we have. We, so basically, we had we have the supportive wife. We had uh, some gifts and talents, and we had the recognition of other people who all said, I think this is the right decision for you, but we've got some more things in play. And the other thing I want to talk about is the fact that um, my wife and I had been following Dave Ramsey for quite some time, and my wife and I had gotten to the point where finally we were debt-free minus the mortgage. There
1: you go. We're almost there. We're almost there.
0: So almost there where? What do you mean by almost there?
1: I have a student loan. Okay. Of about $4,000 left. Okay. And I don't mind telling people that because sure. we're going to pay it off. And then we'll have our mortgage and we didn't buy too huge of a house and, you know, we have we have no other debts. And that's the other thing you can do. You're absolutely right is, you know, you can – that's another great way to put yourself in a position. I mean, to, to succeed, Cliff, I had this conversation with a guy uh, two nights ago at Barnes & Noble and this was his business plan. He said, oh, yeah, I'm starting a business. I said, really? Tell me about that. He said, well, we're doing this, you know, we're, it's like a fabricating car building business or whatever. He goes, I said, so what's your business plan? He goes, well, we bought the best equipment we could buy and we're just going to cross our fingers. Oh. Lit- literally, he said that to me. And what's my next question? How many kids do you have? Because that guy is not being responsible. Right. Not being responsible. And I'm not going to share any more about his story because it doesn't get any better from there, but... The point of that being is, you know, when I hired a business coach, when I hired Justin and I, and I talked to Dan Miller and I talked to Chuck Bowen, which is another business coach that I've um, you know talked to, Pierce Mars, who's a sales coach that I hire. I mean, I hire all kinds of coaches <laughs> because I need it, you know, and I, and I hire all these people because um, I'm smart enough to know that I'm really good at a lot of stuff, but I'm really bad at a lot of stuff. And so I cover my blind spots. And that's what you should do when you're thinking about starting a business, cover your blind spots right uh, and 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 you can be really, really, really good, and one of the blind spots a lot of people have is they have debt, yeah, and they need to take care of that, and until you get that taken care of, don't even think about it. I mean, think about this cliff okay i can't buy a house for like three years if I, even if I wanted to move because my if you're a, if you 're self employed they really want you to see a consistent income coming in, right, and if you have a new job or you start a new business. Um, they're, they're not going to like that very much. And so I also had to make the decision, okay, we're not moving for a couple of years, sweetheart. And she said, that's fine. We'll, we'll dig in. If we have more kids, we're going to, you know, they're going to get bunk beds or whatever, you know? So it's things like that where you, you need to think about those things before you just go quitting your job. Um, but because of the fact that I'm in my basement, in my home, and a state that most people laugh at, South Dakota, people don't care. They want their businesses to grow and they know they need technology to help them do that. And so it doesn't matter where you are, Cliff, and it doesn't matter where I am. It matters that we help businesses succeed. And, and that's what matters. Can you help people? Do they need what you have and do they want what you have? And if that's the case, then absolutely, you can start a new business.
0: Right, right. So so here's the deal. It, what you're hearing from us here is the fact that I, I, I believe for both of us, the fact that we did not have an, an, an enormous amount of debt as a noose around our neck allowed us to have a little bit more freedom in these decisions that we were making. Uh, You know, when, when the Bible actually says that the borrower is slave to the lender, I mean, it is a literal form of slavery. I mean, it is a physical reality that you are slave to the lender. Um, You know, and, and one of the things that, that I see is that so many times when I was, I mean, my wife and I were in major debt uh, I mean, 80, I think we had a total of like $87,000 in unsecured debt at one point wow. when we were married. Uh, and over the course of five years, we we eliminated all of that. So uh, Awesome. In fact, I think you could find that at, uh, I'm going to see if I can find the URL for this one. I think it's gspn.tv slash debt free. Uh, nice. gspn.tv slash debt free. And that's episode 56 of what used to be called my crazy life, uh, living debt free. Exactly. Uh, but that we recorded that on January 8th, 2007, when we were nearing the end of paying off $87,000 in debt. Right. And our life has changed because of that. And, and I will tell you right now, if I still had, you know, if I still had a maxed out credit card or two maxed out credit cards, I will tell you right now, I'd be miserable and I would be selling you insurance. Yeah. You know that, yeah. Or maybe not you, the listener, but I'd be selling insurance today. And, and you know what? I, I would be working in a career that was driving me crazy. Now, now let me tell you this. this is, now, this is the wild thing. And I'm not sure how it was for you, Andy. But uh, when I was in insurance, but before, oh, by the way, let me just share. I, I used to love my job in insurance. Can I, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever mentioned that, uh, at least not in this episode. I used to love being an insurance agent. Before I started podcasting, before I started my very first episode of a podcast, mm-hmm. I loved my career in insurance. From di- from the first episode on, every single episode I released from that point forward, I li- I liked my job less and less mm. and less and less. Yeah. So because I found my passion, I, f- I found what woke it, what woke up the giant within or, or, or however that phrase goes. Sure. So, sure. so that's what woke me up and I recognized there was something that I felt called to do and, and found a way to use all of the, the different things to entertain, to encourage, to educate and to inspire others. Those things could all be done so much more efficiently through a different means and that's what I found. But, um. Where was I going with all of this? I have no clue.
1: So I was monitoring the chat. Well, yeah. we, we were talking about... Um, well, you, you were saying before you left that you loved... You oh, loved you yeah, I about. loved my...
0: So, yeah, I loved my career in insurance. And, and the whole thing... I, we were talking about the finances. Before, right. I left in my, before I left my career in insurance... And, and by the way, uh, when I started podcasting, my... I had... I, as an insurance agent, I made salary, but I also made commissions, all right. Amen. And, yep. and so I made, and by the way, my salary was good. I mean, I had a good salary, base salary and I had commissions and my commissions had no roof. And, and by the way, there was, a, it was, uh, there were times when it was very unhealthy, but I was working like 12 hours a day, but I was clearing a lot of cash. But I want to tell you this, when I quit my job, when I put in, and I put in a 90-day notice, I put in a three-month notice before officially starting my own business from the day that I told him I was leaving, Uh, because Uh it was a family-run agency. When I gave my 90-day notice, I was making $87,000 a year. That's with no commission, because at that point in time, I'd already been doing podcasting for about a year and a half, Uh and I had already quit selling insurance. I was only showing in, punching the time clock and serving my existing clients. I had no desire to sell a new policy. In right. fact, it was so right. bad that sometimes people would call and say, "Hey Cliff, I want to get a quote from you. I was referred to you by so-and-so." And I would do the quote, but I'm like, inside, I'm like, "Oh, I really wish I didn't have to do this right now." Right. And, it, and right. of course, it would have meant an extra 150-buck commission. You know, and here I didn't want to, I did not want to make $150 with a 10, 10 to 25 minute phone call because I had lost all passion for it. But so the, I say all that to say this, I was making great money as an insurance agent, but it was not fulfilling me. Mm-hmm. And I quit all of that to pursue something that absolutely had no guarantee of anything I mean, all I had was a desire, a passion. Well, actually, I had a bunch of things we'll talk about. But um, we I had this, this dream. I had people who encouraged me and who said, Cliff, I believe in you. And, and I had a multiple number of people who I trusted from all different areas and walks of life created this whole um council of people you you turned to coaches and business coaches uh i was blessed to have people like Stephen cross in here uh Stephen will remember he was one of the the folks who i i brought into what i called my you know my um circle of counselors you know my you know, people i turned to board of advisors if you will mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. different di- places and so i'm like i had all this but it was a financial risk and i could not have done it had i not been debt free And also, had I not made some wise decisions in the financial end of things, planning for the future of what's it gonna cost me to do this business? And that's the great thing. The only thing it cost me to do the business that I'm doing, and this is where the technology is gonna come in. And I know that, and you're gonna, I think you're gonna mimic mimic this and, and, and completely agree. But the reason why I was able to do this is because the only cost for me to leave my career behind. And to start this one was that I needed to survive all I as far as a financial investment. All I needed to do was survive and keep the, you know, the minimums going to pay the mortgage, to pay the uh, to, to put food on the table, to keep the utilities turned on. That's and, and, and of course, health insurance, you know, those kind of things. I had to take care of those basic necessities. You know, vacations right. are out. All of the other things are out. And he, But here's the thing. To start my business, I did not need to go rent or, or lease a, a location. I didn't have to go get business telephone lines. I did not have right. to go get a fax line. I didn't have to go out and buy you know thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Right. Instead, I had everything already at my disposal to start generating income. Would you say that's pretty much the case for you?
1: Absolutely. I just entered in my expenses for every month (laughs) in the chat. And basically, it's a phone line. It's an internet connection. And the rest of my money goes to Jason Freed at 37 Signals for his services. (laughs) Because uh, I I didn't, you know, as I've, here's the other thing. As my business has grown, I buy stuff to help my business get better, right? Right. So, this month, I bought a Kodak ZI-8, right? Which you can learn more through the Podcast Answer Man episode. Um, You... You know, I just bought a new computer last month too. And it has like doubled my productivity. And so the point is I went, I worked with what I had and I and I built a business there. And as my biz, as my income goes up, as my business grows, then I go buy more stuff. But so many people go, Oh, I have to have six computers and an office and a secretary and I need a building. Hogwash. No way. Forget that. You know, there is way there are way too many tools out there that you can find on the net. Um, that are affordable and or free some of them to just go out there and 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 start helping people Um, and you know that's that's why you need things like a business coach Who's going to go okay is this really a viable idea that's why you need to read books like 48 days of the work you love and what's funny is dan's book he has another one called no more mondays um, but part of his book is not just go be a solopreneur, you know, that you don't have any employees, some, some of his stuff is how to get the job you love at a company. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with working at a company if you love your job, Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but But Cliff, there's so many naysayers that just go, you know what, you guys are, you, you got lucky, or you know, you guys are tech people, and everybody knows tech, and everybody loves tech, so that's why you get people coming to you. No, 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 it's still work. It's, oh. <laughs> it's still work. Cliff and I have this conversation all the time, and you can hit the stop button whatever you want on me. But here's the bottom line is there are weeks where next week will go like, well, I got nothing. I got nothing. And it's like Thursday. But then the Lord provides and somehow the week fills up. Yep. Now, my next like three, like I'm not taking any clients right now until probably mid-December or early January because I'm trying to finish with, with ones I have. So that's a great position to be in. But there will be times, we've had them before, we're going to probably have them again, where you're looking at next week and you're going, people go, when, when can you meet next week? And your answer is, <laughs> next week <laughs> yeah no you, whenever you, you name the day you name the time that's right that's right you know and i always try to make it sound like i'm busier than i am um you know uh and sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not but uh the point is this that you have to you know you have to get your savings up you have to do a lot of things but if you can provide something that that helps people other people succeed well um then then you provide a great service you know justin who was my Again, my coach he, he gave me this example of people are not going to trade you a dollar for a dollar, you know. I Cliff, if what you do does not get give people more value than the money they give you, they would just keep their money, right? So they don't give you one hundred and fifty dollars an hour and expect one hundred and fifty dollars worth of hour, you know, stuff back. You know, I I spent money on Justin and I'm going to get a hundredfold because he helped me launch a business that helps me make a lot of money. Right. Right. So that's that's the key is you have to help other people win. More than you win, and then they love you. They're endeared to you, you know. And that's that's the goal. It's not just to make money. It's to really help other people succeed. And that's why Dan Miller's philosophy. I mean, it's it's very Christ-based. Yeah, it's it's better to give than receive, right? And in giving, you will receive. And if you run your business that way, you know, because it's a biblical truth, means it's true to its core. It will. Be true in your own life. And I'm not going to tell you it's easy. I'm not going to tell you that I've got it all figured out and I've got a million bucks in the bank. I don't. But I'll tell you what, um, I'm starting to be able to pick my clients instead of having and hoping instead of hoping they come to me. Right. You know, and and hoping that I have people. Um, because I'm just learning that there's certain people that I don't want to work with or that I can't help. So I'll pass them off to Cliff or this or that. And so when you build that network Um, that's when you can have true success because it's more about helping the person than it is about you making a living. And if you do that enough, you'll
0: win. Exactly. We have somebody in our chat room, uh, somebody that has not yet entered in their name, but they said it's hard to be a nurse practitioner by yourself. And, and the whole idea of, you know, you can be out there and, and you can make, you know, do something on your own. Uh, the, number one, you've already said it. Uh, you, we're not suggesting that being a solopreneur is the only way to have meaningful, fulfilled work in your life. Uh, certainly not the case, but I do listen to the, uh, 48 days radio show, which is basically a podcast. Um, he calls it the 48 days radio show. Uh, but Dan Miller, you hear us talk a lot about Dan Miller. I, both of us are huge fans of Dan Miller. Uh, and I listen to his podcast every single week and he answers questions. He's a life and career coach himself and he asks questions a lot. And he actually gets people who are like, you know, nurse practitioners and he's like they're like, you know, I, I I'm not finding fulfillment in my work in this hospital, but what else can I do? I'm a nurse practitioner. And I love some of the advice that he gives. It's like, listen, you know, yeah. you there are you instead of saying what is your career, you know, you know, what is it that you do for a living, what are the yeah. core competencies that you have and the abilities, the things that you know how to do as a result of all your training and your experience and your education and sure. and gosh there there's got to be some other things that you can do and and he he always mentions things like you know could you could you be somebody who is a personal one-on-one nurse for somebody maybe it's not carrying that same designation that you've always grown to, but is there a way that you can make a living doing something differently? Now, this, of course, is not the life and career coaching podcast, but uh, I, w- I would encourage anybody who's li- you know, listening to this, if you want to just get a feel for some of the things that motivate me personally, and I, I, th- I think, Andy, you listen to his podcast as well, go to 48days.com and click on podcast and subscribe via iTunes uh, or whatever other means that you decide to subscribe to the 48 Days podcast podcast. I will mm-hmm. tell you that it, it is a wonderful source of continual uh, encouragement and inspiration for me to just think outside of the box when it comes to different ways of, of bringing in streams of income. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, here's a couple things. I want to ask you uh, a little bit about some other things. Number one, I talk a lot about, and these are all things I learned from No More Mondays uh, from Dan Miller. Uh, number one it requires that you have passion, whatever. And this is specifically, what does it take to make it on your own? If you wanted to be a solopreneur, you wanted to start your own thing. uh, Again, this isn't the only way to go, but this is who, this is Andy and I, this is, this is our story. This is where we are. What does it take to make it there? And, And I have the list of five things. Are you familiar with the list of five things that Dan says everybody needs to make it? I am. I am. I'm. I'm reaching for my no more Monday or my no more Mondays book. But you can go ahead. All right. So the first one, Andy, tell us about passion.
1: Well, I really think. I mean, passion is. Uh, do you care enough? And, and this, it's a, it's a cliched question. But would you do it and not get paid for it?
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's passion. You know, um, it could be insurance. I know people that are that passionate about insurance. You know, there's a young guy, I know named Jesse in my town, and it's like, man, this guy just lives and breathes and loves it. Yeah, that's great. Go for it, but you you have got to generally care about it. You have got to believe. Let's put it this way: in your product, whatever it is. Yep. You know, it might be caring for people as a nurse practitioner. Yes. You know, it might be people's teeth if you're a dentist. Whatever it is, but for most people, Cliff, uh, if you ask them what's your passion, and then your next question is what do you do for a living, you're going to get two very different answers
0: (laughs) that that is absolutely unfortunate but very true (laughs) yeah you know and 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 that was definitely you know for gosh it was a year and a half from the time i started podcasting as a hobby and 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 was dabbling around with this stuff if if anybody would have asked me any time during that year and a half what's your passion oh there's nothing on earth i love to do more than podcast i mean Mm -hmm. and it's not just talking it's the whole it's the whole community around the podcast it's the it, it, it's, it's the me coming alive and sharing my heart and, and using what's going on in my life to inspire and encourage and to educate and to entertain others. I mean, that right. is, I live to do this. And they say, what mm-hmm. do you do for a living? I'm an insurance agent absolutely After. i sell absolutely. auto home life and health insurance
1: <laughs> that's right but would you like an insurance quote
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> yeah exactly so and and what was really bad is people would come in to buy insurance and i'm sitting there talking about podcasting to them yeah uh so, yeah. so so passion so obviously passion is is required uh the other one the next one is talent and andy, mm-hmm. andy <laughs> it, talent is so important to this
1: yeah and that, that's the Sort of sad part about it, is I have a lot of people, I know a lot of people because I, I I work with a lot of people who are starting businesses, and you know I literally have started a project with someone and realized listen, you got a lot of passion, but you don't have the talent to pull this off yeah and and you know that's you know there's something in Dan's book I think where it says something about success is where you know passion and competency you know you have to be competent in it, where those meet you're going to have success yes, so if you're if you're very competent in something. Um, and you're passionate about it, you know that's great. Here's the here's the deal: you could be a dentist and be very competent at it. You could be the best dentist in the world, but if you don't, if you're not passionate about it, you shouldn't be doing it. You know and that's the problem. Most of us go to college to be this or that, get a job in this or that, and we're very competent in it. But it doesn't mean that's what you should be doing to make a living. So yeah, that's number two. You you've got to be good at it. And uh, you know I, I hear people all the time. Hey, uh, I, I'm uh, I've never coached anyone about finances, but I'd, I think I'd be a good financial coach. How do I get clients? And it's like you don't, <laughs> you can't get clients until um, until you're good at it. You know, yeah. it's like I'd love to I'd love to be a professional basketball player, but guess what? Not happening.
0: Right. So you know? I love Dan Miller. Always says it this way. He he always says. Um, you know, the question is not you know is is this a good for, fit for me? Are people coming to you for you know? Let's just say you want to be a you, you want to be a business coach. Do people come to you on a consistent basis asking you for insights and information about how to be successful in business? Yeah. You know, yeah. Are, are I mean, do you naturally attract? this kind of business is is this a core talent of yours that people recognize and they come to you for this sort of thing that you and and that's the that's the key thing here so you have to have passion but you have to also have some semblance of raw talent that goes along with that profession yeah and and here's the thing you don't have to be the best at it just yet you can but you have to have a core. you have to have a foundation of talent to build upon because mm-hmm. you, you can't go and learn a talent. like for me i am not going i would have not been able to leave my job and to become a concert pianist <laughs> all right it's just no. not going to happen now right. can i can i put on some headphones and can i sit there and 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 just you know listen to a concert pianist go away or uh, go on and on and just completely be transported to another world Absolutely. Can I completely be enveloped and forget that any worries in the world exist through listening and experiencing that and be passionate about my love for concert pianists? Yes. Mm -hmm. But am I going to be able to go and say, "Okay, that's where I've never played piano before in my life, but that's what I'm going to do with my life that this is what I'm supposed to do. I, right. My friends, I I can't even I can't I I wouldn't be able to tell you a, an A note from a C note. You, you, I, I there's more than one kind of note. What yeah, the heck? Exactly. So you have to <laughs> yeah. have some kind of talent, and once you have the once you have the foundation, you can hone it and 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 increase your abilities yeah. in that area. Which
1: you better do. Yeah. Be, I don't know if this is one of them, but Dan Miller always talks about you've got to be a learner. Oh yeah. All. Hugely successful people are learning. I mean, Cliff, I know that you're connecting with some people in my circle, and I'm connecting with people in your circle, but uh, you know, we're talking about mastermind groups. You know, it, it's, why are those people so successful? Um, because they're not content with the level of success or knowledge they have. right? You know, that's, I don't want to always be the technology 101 guy. You know, I don't want to always deal with the basics. You know, I don't always want to deal with small companies. Someday I want to help huge companies. Uh, I'm never going to be content in what I have because, and that's the great thing about technology. Cliff is that uh, we don't have to worry about things staying the same in our world. Right? You know, it's it's a matter of can we keep up with it? You know, yeah. so but you've got to be a constant learner. So, yeah. what was the next one?
0: Well, the, the, we'll go to the next one in just a minute. But I, I, Stephen okay. said something in the chat room. I think is worth worth mentioning here. He says Cliff learned while selling insurance. So I basically had that basic ta- t- uh, foundation, but I continued yeah. to learn and to grow and to study and to improve while I was still doing my other job. And and that's I, I think that's another key ingredient is is just to think about you know don't just don't just jump off the bridge. You know, yeah. uh, it, it may appear that that's what I've done. It's not. I I did this as a hobby for a year and a half until everybody in the world, except for myself, knew that I should be doing this for a living. <laughs> and finally, yeah. they, they woke me up and said, Cliff, if you don't quit your job in insurance, I'm going to quit listening because I'm sick of hearing you complain about right. that job. Right.
1: right. Well, and Cliff, the other part of it is people wanted more of your attention and more of your focus. Yeah. So, you know, I'm working with companies now, um, you know, bigger and bigger companies, my, my, my per dollar transactions getting larger and larger because when you are good at what you do and you help people succeed, you're like a magnet, you know, and, and that's what you are, Cliff. And, and I'm not just blowing smoke because, you know, he, helped, he lets me do a podcast with him. I mean, I'm drawn to Cliff for a lot of different reasons. But honestly, if you weren't helpful, <laughs> I wouldn't be very drawn to you. You could be the nicest guy in the world. But I listened to you because you were the podcast answer, man. You still are. Um, but that's what drew me to you. And so now, um, you know, that now, now we're partners in a lot of things. Or we're going to work together on things. But, you know, that's the other thing. I don't know if you've heard this, and I think Dan talks about his books, is on average, you will, you will earn within 10 to 20% of what your three best friends earn. Yeah. And so it's it's a question of who you who are you spending your time with. Right. You know? And I'm not judging people who don't make a lot of money. I don't make a ton of money yet, but and it's not all about the money. But at the end of the day, it's you know, why are all those rich people hanging out with each other? Well, because they help each other.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You know, why do the poor people hang out with each other? You know, because that because that's who they run with. It's- you know, and so one of my goals is to have really rich friends.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, I, me, I, I hope you. to help you in that area. I want to, I want to gr- grow there, my friend. I want to grow into yeah. that position for you. That's right. And, and it's all, it's, and I'm doing it just for you, Andy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just for me. Lord bless me with great financial riches, so that I can be the friend that Andy wants.
1: Amen. Amen. <laughs> Lightning is not good for your equipment. No,
0: I know. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to the next thing. So we've talked about passion. We talked about talent. The next one that you have to have is D. Determination, mm. determination. You have to be willing to see through the tough stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and for that, I think the toughest thing is to quit. Yeah, you know, to quit the other thing first, the security, if you will. Um, and I say security, if you will, because it's not really security. But um, yeah, you, yeah, you've got to be willing to take that risk, and it's it. And you have to have the determination to say, this isn't going to just, you know, nobody really talks or hear, you don't really hear about the failures very much. You just hear about the people who exploded. You know, you hear about this guy that started Facebook. Yeah. And then he's a billionaire. You know, that's great and all. But at the end of the day, it, it's, you, you've got to have some stick-to-itiveness. And, and you have to watch your business grow step by step by step. And here's the other thing: determination includes you have to be able to You have to be willing to say that didn't go very well. I'm not going to do that again. Right. Instead of saying that didn't go well, I quit. You know, I mean, yeah. I fail every day, but it's not really a failure because I look at those things and I go, "Wow, yeah, that's a point of education." You know, yeah. I learn from that. But, but my education, I can do on the job.
0: <laughs> now, determination for me, there, I, the, I questioned whether or not I had the determination when I was leaving my career. And, and in fact, you know, as we got closer to the end of my 90 days, I'm like, you know, hey, Dad, you know what? This thing's not going as quickly as I thought it would be to, to set things up. Why don't I continue to work here six months? I'll work here three days and, and I'll take, you know, I'll work here three days of the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And mm-hmm. my dad's like, no. He says, listen, you know, if you don't think you can make it, you need to, you need to bail out now. And, and you, need, yep. you need to just because you're either going to put all your energy here where you're going to put all your energy there yep. because you're yep. not going to succeed if you're not determined. And, yep. and that was it. And let me tell you, for the first year, uh, and oh yeah, Stephen says smart dad. I'll I, I tell you, I thank my dad for that every day. Uh, and, and I literally say thank you. I, every time I see him, I say, dad, thank you for not letting me stay longer than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I, I, I tell you, the biggest, and, and the next scariest decision for me was uh, January, not 2007, but January 2008. Because mm-hmm. January 2008, it was time for me to renew my licenses again. Now, d- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. first year after I left my career in insurance, I held all of my licenses for insurance, my auto, home, prop- property, casualty, life, and health. I held all four of my licenses that could easily, within, a, within weeks, put me right at my $87,000 a year again. Mm-hmm. All right. So I held on to all of those and I actually paid money to carry a, a special bond for uh, I think I had to carry a bond for three hundred thousand dollars just to, to be for the financial responsibility to, to hold my licenses. Mm-hmm. And it came time to renew that. And by the way, the renewal uh, for January 2008, it would only cost me three hundred and fifteen dollars for me to keep my licenses for all of two thousand eight. That Mm -hmm. that $315 to keep something that would potentially earn me $87,000 if I ever decided just one day to say, I'm going to go back to the old stuff. Mm -hmm. But in Mm -hmm. January 2008, instead of writing that check for $315, and it was not a financial decision, I could have afforded it with no problem at all, Uh but I made the decision, I am never going back hmm. Never am I going back to that life. If if I don't make it doing this, I'm going to make it doing something else. I am determined that I am not made to sell insurance for the rest of my life. Sure. That was great for my dad. And I was only there for because, you know, because of him. You know, it was his business and it was a family business and it just made the e- it was the easiest decision for me to do. Mm-hmm. Or it was the path of least resistance, I should say, right, but I right. was determined and, and what what that big step in January of' eight was not renewing that license, and it 's like okay now i can 't go back without it costing me a lot of money to return and a lot of time and energy because I'd have to go through all the courses and the training and yep. the testing yep. and, and all that yep. other stuff. So yeah, determination, you have to be willing to say, you know what, no matter what it takes, I'm going to succeed. And that's another thing I really like about the book Think and Grow Rich is the idea that you know I am going to succeed. There is no other option.
1: Mm-hmm. So- well, and, and people think that's bull. Okay, they really do. They think if you, you, you can't talk yourself into success, but, you know, here's the opposite. Here's the alternative. If someone looks at you every day and says you're a failure, you think that has an effect on you? What's that? You know, if someone looks at you every day and says you have a, you're a failure,
0: oh, yeah. that has
1: a very negative effect on you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So people, people don't believe that if you tell yourself you're going to be successful, that really works. Well, think about the opposite. If someone says you're going to be a failure, don't you think that negatively affects you? So the opposite is true. If you speak highly of yourself and to yourself, that can become a truth just as much if someone rips on you every day, that will become the truth. Right.
0: Now, I, I will tell you, in the book, for those who hear, you're going to hear me talk about think and grow rich a lot over over time, if you listen to enough of my content, um, you'll hear it in a, in a chapter called uh, auto-suggestion, and and they talk about the power of the ethos and the mag- magnetism and, and all these other things. I, I think that's all new age hocus pocus kind of stuff. But I will tell you that, that it very much does clearly play within my faith, you know, in the area in the realm of faith for me. And mm-hmm. uh determination you have to have it uh, we 're we're running out of time, so i 'm going to say the last two self sure. self discipline is definitely a must, and this is one I will tell you that you can grow in, even if yes. you don't if you don 't have the foundation of yes. self discipline good news, my friends and it 's good news <laughs> because I tell you I did not have self discipline when I started this business oh
1: yeah. But yeah, what I, I'm behind, I'm behind you in that, brother. But you're you're pulling me along, and I appreciate it. And I mean that. I mean, even with high rise, you know, you showing me around high rise, showing me systems you've created. Yes, you know,
0: you, um, yeah. You have you have to surround yourself with people who who believe in you, who know your goals, who know where you want to be, and who are willing to tell you like it is. Because you need some accountability. You need to let people know where you struggle you i mean if you've got somebody who will ask you to report to them weekly what it is you've done and accomplished this week you need some of that because well first of all it it's discipline uh you, and of course well where's that self discipline well the thing is is eventually you start to understand that you know what i need to do this otherwise these people are going to i'm going to let these people down and i'm the kind of person i don't like to let anybody down so it helps me to to hold myself accountable to other people because if I can avoid letting them down if I do the things I'm supposed to do or the things I say I'm going to do. Absolutely. All right. So, and then the last one, of course, uh, that Dan Miller mentions, and again, we've talked about passion, talent, determination, self-discipline, and the last one for us, and Dan Miller says, is faith. And I believe this is a calling. What about you?
1: Well, (laughs) uh, it's a calling because, and and I don't think you know what's a calling, until you answer it, um, and, you've, and you and rec- you when it all comes together, it's you just kind of go okay. This is like breathing. I mean, Cliff, you know how's that breathing going for you? Yeah, you know, it, you, know you don't even know. What do you mean? It just happens, right? And it, it's when I don't want to go to bed, and I want to get up. <laughs> you know, that's that's when it's a calling, and 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 I think most of all, a calling is when God gives you gifts that can help other people a lot. Yeah. That's a calling, you know? Mother Teresa had a calling, Billy Graham had a calling, and Cliff Ravenscraft had a calling, and Andy Tribe had a calling, and I don't mind putting ourselves in those people's company because they're sinners like you and I, but God touched them and said, go do something. Right. And they answered, and I hope that in a small way, my business is answering that.
0: Yeah. Well, folks, I I have no doubt that some of you are listening to this, and you have... You have a passion, you have a desire to do something, and 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 you don't have to go quit your job tomorrow. And in fact, I encourage you not to. And if you're married, no. I encourage you to to start taking your spouse out on more dates. Seriously, Amen. spend more time with your spouse, get to know your spouse, uh, talk with your spouse, let your spouse know what's going through your mind. You know, some of some of us out there, we we haven't shared with our spouse maybe. You know, what, what it is we're thinking, how much we hate our job, you know, and, and or maybe it's just painfully obvious and it just maybe hasn't come up in conversation. <laughs> but anyway, talk to your spouse about it. Get on the same page. Talk about where this is. Tell them where your heart is, where your passion You may be surprised. God does some amazing things with our spouses to really speak truth into our lives. And, and yeah. more of us, especially us men, we need to spend more time listening to our wives. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did say that. And and Stephanie, if you're listening to this, then you can play that audio clip back for me anytime because <laughs> I, know, I know it's true. And yes. it's something I need to practice what I preach more often. Andy, it's been great to get to know you better, my friend.
1: Well, thanks to the platform. And uh, again, our goal is to help businesses succeed. And uh, we hope this has helped you and your business succeed a
0: little bit more. Exactly. And we're going to continue each week to share with you the tools that we use to help us help others and to help us to be more productive and efficient so that we can spend more time with our wives, our children, our friends, serve in our communities uh, to to benefit anybody and everybody we can possibly do because that's what this is all about. My friends, thank you for listening and we encourage you to join the community. Andy, you want to tell folks we got 45 seconds. Tell them what PLUS membership is.
1: Plus membership is your opportunity to be a part of the family, of the GSPN family. You get all the content. Uh, we don't hold anything back. And so join it and uh, you'll be blessed.
0: Exactly. Go over to gspn.tv plus. You'll hear some testimonials and read a little paragraph there that talks about it. If you have any questions at all, let us know. Until next time, everybody, join the community and God bless you.